Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda. Amma ba'd. My dearly respected brothers and sisters, we continue tonight with the sharh of Al-Ha'iyya for Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood al-Sijistani rahimahullah, which is a book uh, in the works of Aqeedah by the great Imam, the son of the great Imam Abu Dawood rahimahullah. And we began discussing the section of the book regarding the creed of the Salaf in regards to the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal, in regards to the speech and the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we touched up on the point regarding the belief that the Qur'an is the uncreated word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is the belief of all of the Salafus Salih, the pious predecessors. And the Shaykh in the book, after mentioning the proof, the many proofs from the Qur'an and the Sunnah, regarding the Qur'an being the literal word of Allah Azza wa Jal, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke directly to the angel Jibreel alayhi salam. And the angel Jibreel alayhi salam took the Qur'an directly from Allah Azza wa Jal, and then he conveyed it to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After going through the proofs and the evidences that discuss this, the Shaykh then begins with a refutation against those who oppose this point, those who deny that the Qur'an is the literal word of Allah Azza wa Jal, and in particular here he is referring to the Asha'ira. He is referring to the Asha'ira. So the Shaykh Hafizahullah, he says, as for the Asha'ira, they say that the Qur'an is that which is written in the preserved tablet, in the Lawh al-Mahfuz. And that the angel Jibreel alayhi salam took the Qur'an from the Lawh al-Mahfuz. This is the aqidah of the Asha'ira. They say that the Qur'an is that which is written in the Lawh al-Mahfuz and the angel Jibreel alayhi salam he took the Qur'an from the preserved tablet, from the Lawh al-Mahfuz, and then he revealed it to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And there's no doubt that this is a false statement. This statement is batil. Jibreel alayhi salam did not take the Qur'an from the Lawh al-Mahfuz. He did not take the Qur'an from the preserved tablet. He only took it from Allah. Jibreel alayhi salam took the Qur'an from Allah azza wa jal. He heard it directly from Allah. And yes, the Qur'an is written in the Lawh al-Mahfuz. Allah has mentioned this in the Qur'an. That the Qur'an is written in the preserved tablet. بَلْ هُوَ قُرْآنٌ مَجِيدٌ فِي لَوْحٍ مَحْفُوظٍ Allah Azza wa Jal says, this is a glorious Qur'an inscribed in the Lawh al-Mahfuz. 
So Allah has told us that the Quran is written in the Lawh al-Mahfuz. However, the angel Jibreel alayhi salam did not take the Quran from the Lawh al-Mahfuz. This is what the Asha'ira believe. The Asha'ira, this is what they believe. Rather, the Quran was revealed directly from Allah to the angel Jibreel alayhi salam. And it is mandatory to know this because this is a deviant point that is mentioned in the books of the Asha'ira. And the great scholar Sheikh Muhammad ibn Ibrahim, he refuted this point of the Asha'ira in a work that he had written titled The Clear Response to How the Noble Qur'an Was Revealed. Sheikh Muhammad ibn Ibrahim al-Sheikh was the previous mufti of Saudi Arabia. He was a big scholar, a great scholar, and a great scholar in Aqidah. And he had written a work refuting this point. And he refuted this claim and he proved that it is me falsehood. And this statement that Jibreel السلام, took the Quran from the Lawh al-Mahfuz was only mentioned by them for what? Who can tell us? Why would the Asha'ira and the Jahmiyyah before them, why would they say that the angel Jibreel السلام, did not take the Quran from Allah but he took it from the Lawh al-Mahfuz? Does anyone know why? Excellent, Majid. In order to deny that Allah speaks with a voice that is heard. This is their entire argument. So rather than the belief of Ahl Sunnah, which is that the angel Jibreel alayhi salam heard the Quran directly from Allah and then he gave it to the Prophet, they said no. Because Allah does not speak with a voice that is heard. They denied this attribute from Allah. So in order to justify their innovation and their misguidance, they came up with another innovation and misguidance. And they said that the angel Jibreel took the Qur'an from the Lawh al-Mahfuz. And this is no doubt a belief from the Jahmiyyah. So the Asha'ira, they are an offshoot of the Jahmiyyah. Always remember that. The Jahmiyyah were the first sect to come out in the first or second century to deny Allah's names and attributes. And then from them, there was offshoots like the Asha'ira, the Mu'tazila, the Matrudiyya, and so forth. They all offshooted from the Jahmi sect. And from Allah Azza wa Jal's attributes which denote action is his speech. Allah's speech is from his attributes. That Allah speaks whatever he wills, whenever he wills. This is our aqidah. Just as he creates and provides and he gives life and he gives death and he disposes of affairs, 
Hey Allah Azza wa Jal, just like the rest of his perfect attributes, he speaks when he wills, with what he wills, and if he wills. And Allah Azza wa Jal's speech is eternal of type, but its individual incidences are momentary. The speech of Allah Azza wa Jal, the best way to understand it, is that Allah Azza wa Jal, his attribute, his sifa of speaking or speech is eternal. He has always been speaking. Allah has always had the attribute of speech. It's eternal. As for the incidences when he speaks, he speaks whenever he wants. But the actual attribute has been with him for eternity. Allah has always being someone who can speak. This is the simple, basic aqidah of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. And we believe that Allah Azza wa Jal spoke to Jibreel alayhi salam, and he spoke to Musa alayhi salam, and Musa heard Allah Azza wa Jal when he spoke to him at the mountain. And he spoke to our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the Isra and the Mi'raj, and Allah will speak on the Day of Judgment. And He spoke to Adam alayhi salam. And Allah will bring the people to account. He will speak to the believers in Jannah. And they will speak to Him. Allahu Akbar. Imagine having a conversation with Allah Azza wa Jal. Imagine Allah talking to you directly. In your, with your name. So Allah Azza wa Jal speaks with speech that is eternal of type. It has no beginning like the rest of his perfect attributes. While at the same time, its individual incidences are momentary. Yani he speaks whenever he wants. But the attribute has always been with him. The Shaykh then says all of the books revealed to the Prophet alayhim salam are the speech of Allah. Every book that was revealed from Allah is his speech. The Quran is his speech. The Injil is his speech. The Tawrat is his speech. The Zabur is his speech. Suhuf Ibrahim is his speech. Everything that was revealed from Allah to the Anbiya is his speech. And from among them is the Quran, which is the greatest of them all. Al-Qur'an al-Kareem is the greatest of Allah's words. For indeed Allah made it as a witness over the previous revelations. The Qur'an is a witness over all the previous revelations and it abrogated all the previous revelations. It is literally his uncreated revealed speech. This statement, the uncreated word of Allah, the Salaf began to use it because the innovators from the Jahmiyyah were saying the Qur'an is created. The Qur'an is created. The Qur'an is created. So the Salaf refuting them would say it is the uncreated word of Allah because it is his attribute. And nothing from Allah's attributes are created. Nothing from Allah's attributes are created. And it is not figuratively ascribed to him. 
This is the methodology of the people of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah. And this is what they clearly stated about the topic. And the Muslims during the time of the Sahaba, my brothers and sisters, had no doubt concerning this aqidah. The Muslims in the time of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum had no doubt regarding the Qur'an being Allah's word. Rather this fitna, meaning the fitna of the Qur'an being created, it happened at the hands of the Jahmiyyah. And you hear this a lot in the books of Aqidah, the Jahmiyyah. Like we said, they are the first sect to come out who denied Allah's names and attributes. That was part of their corruption. They had a lot of corruption in many fields of Aqidah. But from the main one was this one, denying Allah Azza wa Jal's sifat, especially his speech. And they said that Allah does not speak literally because if Allah spoke literally, that means he would have a mouth and a voice and a, 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 a voice box and whatever else. Even though Allah Azza wa Jal does have a voice that is heard in a manner that suits his majesty. But this is where their corrupted minds led them. So in order to try to fix this corrupted disease in their hearts, they went to a further disease where they denied the sifat. And the founder of the Jahmiyyah, the founder of the Jahmiyyah, his name was Al-Ja'd ibn Dirham. Al-Ja'd ibn Dirham, he was the head of the Jahmiyyah. Al-Ja'd ibn Dirham, he had a student who took all of this knowledge from him. His name was Jaham ibn Safwan. So Ja'ad ibn Dirham is the teacher. Jaham ibn Safwan was the student. The sect is called Jahmiyyah after the student, not after the teacher. Why? Is the sect attributed to the student and not the teacher? Does anyone know? If Ja'ad ibn Dirham was the founder and he was the first one to preach this filth, this corruption, his student Jaham ibn Safwan took it off him. Why is the sect called Jahmiyyah and not called Ja'diyyah? Huh? Excellent, because the student is the one that spread this ideology. He took it from his teacher and he's the one that began to spread it. So the sect got attributed to him. Even though Al-Ja'd ibn Dirham was the first one. And they, this sect is from the most filthy of sects when it comes to disrespecting Allah Azza wa Jal. And his names and his attributes. And what our brothers and sisters from the misguided Ashairah today do not understand when we try to make this clear to them is that their aqidah is an offshoot from these filthy people. And you try to clarify this to them, but summun bukmun umyun, deaf, dumb, and blind. Al-Ja'd ibn Dirham, he was known to be very foul in his belief. 
to the extent we are on the topic of Allah's kalam and we said he was the first one to deny that Allah spoke he used to openly oppose the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran he says Allah spoke to Musa with direct speech clear verse that Allah speaks and he spoke to Musa but because this verse they cannot swallow it Al-Ja'ad ibn Dirham he used to openly say Allah did not speak to Musa clearly opposing the Quran and regarding other verses where Allah Azza wa Jal says he spoke to Musa alayhi salam Al-Ja'ad ibn Dirham used to openly with no shyness he used to say I wish I can scratch that verse out of the Quran because it went against his whims and desires they believe Allah does not speak but the Quran says Allah speaks and it was very hard for them to accept it so he used to wish he can rub it out of the Quran Billah. and that's why Al-Ja'ad ibn Dirham he was executed by the Amir in his time the Amir executed him and then Jaham ibn Safwan the student fled because he saw his teacher got executed but he fled and they caught him where he fled and they executed him as well for the corrupted beliefs that they spread in the time of the pious predecessors but this matter of aqidah, my brothers and sisters, and especially to our brothers and sisters from the Ashaira, we tell them, open your eyes. Just look at the history of where your creed has derived from. You don't need to do anything else. Look at the history. Look at your ancestors. It goes back to these type of people. And these people were refuted by the great imams who you acknowledge today. Al-Shafi'i, Ahmad, Malik, Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood, his son, Rahimahumullah Ajma'een. But all it requires is to open the eyes and to open the heart. And whoever sincerely asks Allah for guidance, Allah Azza wa Jal no doubt will guide him. And insha'Allah in our next lesson we will continue with this point regarding the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This program was presented by Albayan Radio 